She's bold, she's blue, she's a musician, a designer, and an all-round badass. On the line, Moonchild Sinelli. Hello, how are you doing? I'm doing very well in yourself. I'm amazing, thank you. Well, uh, I would not have any other person here. But before we get to anything else, okay, you are a blue badass. Individuality is a big thing to you, and that's what makes you you, Moonchild. Yes. And you've got a patent on it. But what inspired the blue mop? What inspired it, actually, so before I had the blue mop, I had um, red braids. And at the time, they did not have, um, they were like, it's very, it was very hard to find them. Because it was like, I was the only one who was literally doing that as a specific look. I did it for like seven, eight years. And throughout all those years, I was being ridiculed. I was being mocked and stuff. But I stood my ground because it was about me, not about anyone else. And this was my expression. So by this, um, I remember 2011, Rihanna had red, red, red hair video. And I'd had this for like seven years and being mocked. So after that video came out, suddenly everyone was now accepting me. And I was like, this i don't want your acceptance i want you to you're going to take me as i am not because of someone having to stamp approval for something that's originally me you know so i shaved my head literally shaved my head and then started afresh so i visited a friend of mine in durban on while I, it was then i just moved to Joburg, 2011 and she just had this wool and i actually i promise you i didn't even realize that that was my favorite color blue so i just went i took the wool went home for a month, took a break, I saw a mop, looked at it, I put it on my head, and I was like, I'm going to protect this look um, when I come back to Tobik because I know someone's going to steal it again after they ridicule from misunderstanding. So I will not let anyone else who's in power before my power is instilled, in, is like is present and known, um, take away what is mine, you know? So I painted it. I remember I was broke, I was whatever, but my lawyer was like, you know what, I know you're going far. I got you. Let's patent this thing. And look at, look at it now. No one can steal my hair. Mm. And I now own it, you know. And so you do. It's, I think it's, it's a matter of knowing your power um, before anyone else recognizes it. Because one of the main things that will help you push yourself is because you know your power. And people are just going to have to learn by you teaching them. So you can never give up, you know. That is a very good, bold statement to make that you do you. But we yeah. also know that you don't really like wearing a lot of clothes. But when oh, you no. do, you design it yourself. Yes. <laughs> even even the leotard, I designed like the non the the stage performance outfits myself, and when it's winter, I'm forced to wear clothes. But then I've decided to. That's why I did the plastic green so I could still be half naked underneath and be see through in, see through but warm and not cold in winter. So Munchal um, culture. I studied fashion when I was in Durban. Um, so that I think that's one of the main things. I know it's one of the main things that has helped me establish like a specific image because it's never been an expensive thing to do. I have an idea, I create it. I have a, a, an idea for a look, I create it, and I don't have to go seek someone or have the budget or whatever. Because I mean, once you run away from home, you're just like you need to just make it work or make it work or make it work. Mm. Because you ain't running back home <laughs> without succeeding, you know. Yeah. No. And what was the boldest? look that you've ever pulled off no the boldest look is me eh? the, like, boldest the boldest look, look is me you. because for as long as it was not received as cool it was the boldest thing anyone has ever seen and now it's a trend because everyone is copying because now it's suddenly cool because people have decided to jump on the wagon because me i'm not changing my existence my breathing is bold so my looks are just my boldest look is probably the most naked one i've been in <laughs> maybe mary claire's did you um the naked suit that's probably the boldest because everything else for me is just normal. Um, 
being naked is just normal. Being um, dressing the way I do is just normal to me because it's just my expression. It's, you know what I mean? So it's bold to whoever receives um, receives my image. But the boldest I think is I've gone is being naked. When you are not jetting off to Lollapalooza or touring Europe with the Antwerp, you spend time with your family. And your eldest daughter has actually also taken to the music scene, right? Yeah, she has. Is the music mm-hmm. industry a scene that you would want your child to be inspired in? I don't really, I'm not really bothered what my child would want to be, as long as they're great at what they choose to be. So... As a strong-boned person who's in the industry, who's not fallen into all these traps that, do you know when they say one in a million? It yeah. literally is, it becomes that because it's not for everybody. Not everyone is strong enough to withstand everything. That's why a lot of parents will be scared for their parents. I mean, for their kids. But I know I've got a strong daughter and if she wants to do that, I support her as long as she just becomes great at whatever she chooses to do. So as she's lucky right now that her hobbies, which are songwriting, and performing are things that she can actually take into, like, you know, consider it careers because she's with the parent who is allowing, who's open-minded and who lets her express herself. Whether she becomes a scientist or not, she still can be a songwriter and write hits for people that exist, for other musicians that struggle to write, you know? So it's like, I'm exploring everything that is just her doing it for fun so that whatever she chooses, she knows she's exposed, she's had an experience, so it's been exposed to know what she actually really loves if she's doing it because she's my daughter or she's doing it because she really, she just can, if she's doing it because she's really passionate and wants to be great at it. So I, I, anything she chooses, as long as she, she chooses to be great, whatever that is, I'm there for it. And I'm pretty sure that your career was not smooth sailing, and if you can go back to oh, no. 16-year-old you when you started this, what can you tell yourself? Girl, you were right. You're going to get everything you're working towards. That's what I tell myself. And from who did who inspires you, Minchal? Because you're already so bold. Who inspires you? Um, knowing that not every child will be able to have a voice, to be able to express or say that something bad has happened to them. Knowing that not everyone is able to know that their words matter and they, their voice matters and it should be heard. Um, knowing that I still have to empower people that are stuck in relationships where they can't, they, they're still polite about asking for what they would actually like as a part of the relationship. I'm inspired by having a voice. I'm inspired by being able to be a channel or a vessel for people that will never have the opportunity to be in the spaces I'm at, especially being uh, being coming from an experience of having, having been sexually violated and knowing the mental things that go through your head. So when I write and I empower, I don't write from an observant point of view. I write from an experience point of view so that I touch even more people because one thing about touching is relatability and relating coming from experience is so different to relation from observation. And... You also dropped a new track this weekend, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Can you give me like a little quick verse? Yes. Baby, I say I love you more than you do love me. Later, um, I thought you see that I am more than competent. Bathing and setting go but I call every minute. Yes, being like, how do I get me back? La, la, baby, la, la. Oh my god, it's so lit. Do you know what it's, what it's talking about? No, like, this is what I'm now asking. Can you please translate? Tell me. Yeah, 
So basically, it's um, you know, like when you're in a relationship and you're always arguing with your man because it's out there trifling, or your partner, in fact, because you, you don't hold just date men. Um, you just your partner is arguing, and you're just like, you know what? Because it says baby, it doesn't even talk about man or woman at this point. So it's like universal for when you're tired, like when you're fed up in the relationship, you're done arguing, you're done checking the phone, you're done, like you're done. You're just like, babe, go play. Like just, he comes back, apologizes, like don't worry, just go. Just do your thing, like just do your thing. Like you'd say, that's why the song is so calm. Like we're not fighting. Actually, just go do your thing. Like you want to be trash, go do it outside. So Gala baby's like, go play outside. Go, go. I let you. And he's. Do you know how boys freak out when you don't want to? You're not arguing anymore. It's like, no, I want to fix my ways. What's wrong? She, she's cheating. That time you're just done. You're just done. You don't need another person. You're done. So the second verse then talks about he. He basically leaves. And then in the second verse, he goes in the streets for real. But then now the women are so together that even the sides, the side girls that he's trying to cheat with are saying, you know what, actually, you've got to live for trying to mess with me because I know you like messing around with no condoms. You've got a main person and you're this guy and I wouldn't, I don't, you're a death sentence walking. So I'm not coming for that. So basically the whole, I think with the video, it's going to make a lot of sense as well because then it's women uni- unifying instead of saying, you want to take your man? No, it's like, Actually, I'm done with you as your main girl. And then the girls in the streets are like, we also don't want you. So where you go run? <laughs> so basically, yeah, that's what the song is about. When well, you're done, you're done arguing, you're done, you just go play, babe. Just go play. Lala, baby, lala. I say it so calmly because no argument anymore. It's like, we're good. Lala, we're baby, good. lala. But that is actually <laughs> really, really good advice. But what is the best advice that you have ever received? I've ever received. Um, um, Papa Penny, he was best friends with Brenda Fass. He said to me, love them all, trust no one. Yeah, these bumps. And your family is who you choose. Don't ever let your family hold you back because they suddenly accept you for who you are. Family will be able to hold you back if you're looking for acceptance from them ever. So don't ever choose your family because it's who you create around you. Love them all, but trust no one. And he's been in the industry for longer than my age. Now, Moonchild, I thought that I saw it all with you. And then you said Uh to me, Nikki, bigger, bolder, more blue is coming your way. What do we need to expect? You obviously already know I'm in the Unvote album And I'm also the songwriter for other songs That I'm not necessarily on um, There's the official Gorillaz album coming out soon I'm in, I'm in there with The official only African And then I've also got I mean I've, got, I've also got some stuff to do with Diplo Because you saw I was in studio with him earlier this year So we're working on some stuff with Diplo That's going to be dropping soon And I'm songwriting for my life right now It's such like, there's something amazing I'm working on right now, which is as amazing as Beyonce, which took a whole year. So that's when I will drop the bomb when the bomb drops. Because it's so amazing to Jinx. I was in studio for it again yesterday. And there's just more amazing global stuff coming up your way. It's going to be lit. There's alcohol products coming out. There's uh, there's a lot of stuff coming out. Like, Nikki, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. It's going it's to so crazy. It's so crazy. Well, and of course, I've got too many collaborations in Africa. I've got a number one hit single now that's popping in Nigeria with Okimutse and Gospel on the Beats. And then I've got another song with Mr. Easy that's dropping where I wrote his verse in my language. And then I've got um, I've got so much music coming out. Wow. And you also took your creativity to a location. 
Yes. What is your club called? And just explain this to me. So the club thing, do you know the club thing? I'll clear it with you now. It was blown out of proportion. I am going to open a sex club. That was my five-year plan. I'm three years into that plan. So what I've been doing now is throwing the parties where I've got the strip club residency, XO in Midrand. Where you're supposed to come when you land. When you get to show, we're going there. Um, at the strip club residency. So this is me collecting the database and also collecting the clientele that I need because you need security is the biggest thing of sex clubs. That's why it's being opened. My main reason is because women are confident there. Women are confident and they're not violated. You go to a normal club, people will spank you and this is a club that's just accepted in society. But the one that feels that it's taboo because of lack of knowledge is the one that you're most safest at. So I want to create that space. I want to create that space for South Africans to experience and also have an idea of what actually goes on there. No one sells sex there. No one does that. It's just people that are liberated, like walking naked and don't want to be violated or called names or spent or, you know, touched without their permission. So it's that culture that I'm trying to, that I'm going to be instilling because my whole existence is having a voice in the bedroom. I'm not about promiscuity. I'm about, I don't know how you have your sex, but at least have a voice when you engage in sex. If you choose to open your legs, you must also be able to open your mouth because you'll forever be a nut busting hole and you will never exist in that engagement. He will always be the one busting a nut, but he doesn't know how to make you bust one too. So who are you pleasing here? Get him a pocket pump, a pocket vagina so that he can do that there. Because if you're breathing, you need to have a voice and it needs to matter and he needs to stop sweating alone and you need to say, yo, I can't feel nothing yet. Not politely. There's no polite in the bedroom. So my whole thing is that that that, that message that I'm pushing is going to go all the way. I'm going fully with the brand. I'm going, I'm going to have condoms. I'm going to have sex toys after the condoms, which is sex education. I'm going to have all these things because all of it is a part of me teaching sex, sex education. Like you said, you are an advocate for the female orgasm. Best believe, honey, best believe. Would you describe <laughs> yourself as a feminist? People say I am, but I like, you know what I mean? I, I, I love, I love, I just love. You just so, like being a badass and that is what being a feminist I, means to I you. Love, I love girls, I love boys. And um, my being feminine, my, being, my empowering girls doesn't, doesn't have to disempower boys, do you know what I mean? They just need to come to the party. 